everybody, Keith Rainwater here with the Designated Drummer Podcast, and I am sitting here in somewhere out in the country here in Tennessee talking to my good friend, Kimo Forrest. How's it going? Hey, you're out in Sasquatch country out Sasquatch, here, Sasquatch, that's right. That's right. You wait for T-Rex <laughs> to come crashing through any minute. You live out here in the country. This is actually Jolton or where? where White's is Creek. White's Creek, yeah, yeah, that's right. Jolton area, just like, just down below the hill. Devil's Elbow. Yeah. And, and oh, Devil's to, Elbow. Yeah, okay. And then you get to. Sounds scary. It's, <laughs> it's actually really beautiful out here. Um, so, Chemo Forest um, is, for those who may not know, plays guitar for Alabama and has for quite a while and uh, also plays drums for, for John Michael Montgomery. Two of these huge people that you play different instruments for, which is pretty amazing. It's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's like, you know, to be able to. To to do that, it kind of keeps your head in the game, and you know it's two complete different worlds. I mean, when yeah. you're when you're playing drums, but um, I've actually this year I'm not going out with John this year. It was it was too much on for because the last two years that I've been out with him, like for instance, last year I had I think it was three weekends off the entire year, and it was wow. just too much because when Alabama wasn't working, I was out with John. But I'll tell you what, I mean, I had a blast it was it, playing with y'all and stuff it was it oh man i just love playing the drums so much and to be able to do it at that level really was a dream come true yeah and so for someone like john michael montgomery that has all those great 90s hits oh, you know that we all yeah love. the catalog is just it's just ridiculous oh, yeah. it was like you know you just played number like one hey hit. little girl on the second row oh, yeah. oh. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. that's gotta yeah. be so much fun just a blast i was jealous oh. when i was watching you play. Oh. i was like man <laughs> i, I want to get up yeah. there and play that man i want to just ye- Yank you up and say, come on, man, get up here. But um, it's just amazing. So you are the only, I was telling you earlier uh, that that you're sort of a bit of an anomaly in that you are the only, that I know of, you're the only um, guitar player, let's say, that plays at the level that you're playing at with Alabama, on tour with Alabama, um, and also can play at that same level with a different instrument like drums with someone like John Michael Montgomery. You know, most guitar players would, sort of play drums on the side or maybe they fiddle around with it a little sure, bit. Sure, well, yeah, all, all guitar players are struggling drummers. Struggling drummers, <laughs> you yeah, know, right. They all want to play drums. But, but you yeah. you come from an honestly, like you're actually a really good drummer and have been playing in the studio for because you're a producer as well. That's high praise from you, Kate Trainwater. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you so much, buddy. Well, yeah, 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 all the stuff that you produced. Um, now, I don't know if a lot of people probably don't know this, but um, so Chemo... Uh, you've had a band called Cash Creek for a long time, and I've actually yes. done what three videos? For you, you sure guys? have. Three? All well, the three best that we've ever done. Oh, yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you know, the seconds aren't even close. Yeah, no, he's probably just saying that because I'm here. I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, you, uh, we've known each other for a long time long for time, probably yes, twenty plus years, I think. Twenty three, yeah, something like that. Well, yeah, uh, close to twenty years. Um, and uh, you would reach out to me and because you heard that I was doing videos or something mm-hmm. like that. So I ended up yes, doing sir. a video and then another video and then a third one just a f- couple of years ago, just a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was cool. That's and a great one too. The, I mean, the that... music that comes out of Crash Creek, I believe, is that you playing drums on everything? Yes, on sir. that stuff too? Yeah, yeah, but we don't tell anybody that. Yeah, yes. don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's just easier for you to play all, sure. you're kind of like a mutt laying. So you played all, like, almost all the instruments. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of a, um, I used to think you know, that I could play them all till I got to Nashville and I realized I really couldn't play fiddle or steel, no matter how thought, how much I thought I would, I could. It was like, okay, I'll leave, I'll leave that to the masters. That would be sure. kind of hard to fake. I could see that being sort of like a, eh, like well, a fingernails well, on a chalkboard if man, you don't do it right. And I'll tell you growing up, um, 
in those bands, you know, we played the the Alabama songs, of, of course. You know, if you're going to play in Texas and mountain music and all that stuff, and it's really, you know, da, da, you know, yeah, you're, you're just song. You're grabbing them two strings and just song. So I mean, people would think, oh man, he's such a great filler, you know. And I'm going to relay a Jeff Cook story here, but somebody actually came up to Jeff one time. We were who's the guitar player and filler for Alabama for all those years. Yeah, you know, right. the the creator, my mentor. Yeah. You know, the reason I, the reason I, I play music. Oh my gosh, we, we, we miss him daily. But um somebody came up to him at dinner one time. They said, Hey man, do you know that song of it, it was like uh Sally Gooden or Devil's Dream or something like that on the fiddle, like a famous fiddle standard. He said, you ever heard me play it? And the guy said, no. He goes, well, I don't know it. <laughs> Basically, you you, go. you've heard everything I know on the fiddle. You know, that's it. And, and, and he, he told me, he goes, man, I hated the day I picked that thing up. I should have never done it. You know, it's really sweet stuff. I mean, great mem- memories now. But to get back around to what you're saying, I could play that stuff easily. You, you know yeah. I mean? Pretty much anybody can. And then with without any, you know, without putting any shade or anything Cookie's way, because that was really phenomenal. It yeah. really was phenomenal what he was able to do and what he did. But um, when I got to town and saw people that actually, that was their main instrument, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, yeah. boy. So how did you come across uh, the, the Alabama gig? How did that hall start? Did you know somebody or well, was it Tommy Harden? Or when I first moved to town... Um, in 90, 92, 93, I can never remember, you know. Well, you know the 90s. Yeah, it's, I was it's, 94. It, it's hard so. to remember anything from <laughs> no, back right. then. But but um, I, I was playing at a club called Barbara's, which was on Printer's Alley, which used to be the happening place in town. Yeah, you didn't go down to Broadway. That. Broadway was scary. You know, you stayed away. And um, um, I was playing in there... Actually, my first gig in town was playing drums for Earl Clark, the the songwriter, on a New Year's Eve at Barbara's, and one of the a gentleman came in named Mark Ledger, and he was the leader of the band called The Chosen Few, which was like the side band that Cookie Jeff Cook had. Okay, I, can, I remember. So that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so they're like, man, we need a guitar player, you know, and the people that went. Th- through that that bunch, like Link Denton, who's out with the front men now, and then uh, we had Keith, uh, Keith Horn played bass and guitar in it too. I mean, it was just a, yeah. it was Shane Sutton. It was just a, a, a laundry list of guitar players coming through. So I was playing with with them. It, it was the whole Van and Trailer Regional Act tour, yeah, you know, right. the hard living. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember those days, right? And then every once in a while, you know, Cookie would show up. He, he, you know, because if he just want to get away from, from from the the big stage, you know, and just want to play a little club somewhere, so he'd, he'd show, show up and actually play. He'd right? show up and play with oh, us, cool. you know. And it was always set, such a great thrill. And then when um, when he found out that I was a producer too, and he he had always done solo albums on the side out outside of. Alabama. You, you mean you, like uh, where he's singing and stuff or yes. just producing? Yeah, like, he's singing. Okay. You know, it's, it's like Jeff Cook. Oh, okay. P- projects. Right. And um, so we, I started working with him in that capacity in probably about 96, 97. And we, we did seven albums in that time, wow. you know, where I would go down to Cook Sound, you know, where mm-hmm. they recorded all that Alabama stuff. And man, it was just. Where was, was that? Where was Cook's place? Was it in Fort Alabama? Payne? Fort Payne, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. down below the castle, and then um, one day we're we're sitting there, and it was after the tornado that had hit dad, down there, 2010. Okay, remember that. And, and he said, you know, hey, we're we're gonna go out and do a couple gigs as 
Alabama, you know, and Larry Hansen, the other guitar player who was there, he said, you know, he's he, he's with uh, the Righteous Brothers, so he's, yeah. he's not going to do it. Would you be interested? And it was like, oh, my gosh. And I've been there ever since. You and they, know? <laughs> but they knew you were a guitar player, yeah. even though you were playing drums at the time? Well, with, with uh, Cookie's band, I, I play guitar. I see, yeah. With the Chosen I Few, I was, I was the guitar player in that. Well, how did so. they know you, you know, because you were playing drums, like down mm-hmm. on Broadway, how well, did they, they just knew well, just with, talking? Well, with Mark, because I, I met him and the guys that day, and then, you know, they, and, and then I said, hey, you know, my band's going to be, be down here on Tuesday, y'all ought to come back, and then so... Mark came in. I was playing guitar in front of the band. Then so yeah. I was like, "Oh man, wow. you gotta come out with us." So I mean, that's that that's how that 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 whole thing happened. It was through Jeff, and then when they decided to do it, they just put me in the spot. It was. Did, did you play guitar with Alabama with Jeff on stage too? Yes. At, at some point. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, so you shared the duties. I covered all the all, yeah. all the the second parts and and then it got to where well you know as as jeff's condition right yeah he was not able I, to do i as started much. playing yeah. more and more and more and it just got to that point yeah to, to, to where and then he quit touring uh four or five years ago yeah maybe right. I, I i think and then i it was just me and now now we got um and then jason roller came in 2017 mm-hmm Eight sixteen, maybe, and it's you know that's when Fred, uh, Fred and Barney were born. Then that, that's what they call us together because I'm, I'm I'm so much I'm so oh, much taller than, than him, okay. and he looks like Barney. <laughs> I look like Fred. So that was when that that whole thing took off. But I mean, he's just ridiculously talented. I love him to the moon and back. And we're you know we're we're just happy to be out there celebrating this great music. You, you know, I mean that's yeah. that we all grew up with and we loved and and. It truly is an honor, but that's how I I got in the camp, and now it's this is my thirteenth year. Wow, <laughs> so that's hard, amazing! So hard to believe. How know, cool that, that would that be, uh, just getting set up and walking out and into these arenas and things as Alabama, as playing on stage with Alabama. That's got to be a dream come true. It and is the reaction to the crowd. It and, absolutely is. I, I mean, and and I mean, Randy and Teddy, they still bring it. Randy's got that voice still. Wow. And, I mean, it, it's it it really is surprising to me because I'm. I mean, you can of course see that they've aged. Of course, like mm-hmm. all of us have. But I mean, when Randy opens his mouth, it's 1982. That's all right. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that comes out of that. You know, and he is solid all the time, all the time. You know, and. And of course, T- Teddy is as sweet as they come, and he's as solid a bass player as you're going to yeah. find. So I mean, he's still playing, right? Oh yeah, Teddy yeah. Is. And the the band that we have now is, I mean, even, I mean, this might be controversial, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you got to have a little controversy in your podcast every now and again, right? Sure, of course. So, uh, but I mean, it's 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 really, you know, as far as the musicians that are in it, it's an embarrassment of riches gordon moat is playing piano. oh my god really? that's the level <laughs> yeah oh, i love him gordon moat on piano tommy harden on on drums megan moans owen playing fiddle wow. i mean it is just chip davis singing backgrounds it's it's ridiculous it is it truly is an embarrassment of, yeah. of riches i mean we tommy harden on oh, drums. oh, oh yeah I mean, yeah tommy playing drums i had him on the podcast one time oh yeah. man I, I and i mean talk about a dude just saying okay play you know because because yeah. his pocket and his feel is so mm-hmm. just thick you can't help but play your best you know you're, right you're always going to know it always where the feels floor good is. yes it always exactly. yeah. feels good every night you know and he's and there's a real camaraderie amongst all of us and we really do get together and celebrate this music i mean yeah. that's really what the deal is and it truly is an honor i mean i think no, of it no as like question. you know when you're with those caliber musicians that many on stage there's a trust that ha- that's there oh yeah that that yeah. you trust that every single 
you know for a fact, it's like gravity. You know for a fact that every single person on stage is there for a reason and they're going to play their best and it's oh, going to yeah. sound good and oh, there's yeah. not going to be any sort of iffy, whoops, you know, things. Right, it's right. just like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. then you can just play your, your instrument. Yeah. You know, you can play your instrument to the best of your abilities and say, boy, I wonder if that guy's going to, you know, if, it's gonna, that, if the one's going to be, be like there or, yeah. or what. Yeah, that's just completely. You just know it is. Yeah. It's gone. It's yeah, a trust. Yeah, you you know, trust. So, and, and, you know, we, we trust the leaders that much, too, because yeah. we know. That Randy's going to get out there, and he's going to have the crowd. He's and and he he demands excellence from the crowd too. It's oh, like really? you know, I mean, you you know, you know what he yeah. says. He goes, "That's not good. Do it again." You know, what <laughs> I mean, it's just he is in charge. Wow. He, you know, and, and it's it's really cool. It's just it's neat to be in that situation where you can be your best and and not worry about yeah. the other guys. It's just it just awesome. wonderful. It's, so what's so we'll shift gears a little bit. Um the John Michael Montgomery. Mm-hmm. When you go out on that thing, that's gotta be a whole nother shift change, a gear shift change. I mean it is 100%. maybe not as big a crowds as Alabama, but mm-hmm. still passionate people and he's right. had a lot of hits and things and like that. And the ridiculous catalog that he's got yeah, too. Right. I mean like that that middle section of those that ba- of those ballads. Oh I know, you know yeah. Oh, I swear gosh, yeah like I can love you like that, rope the moon, all of those. Yeah things. what is They're it about so John Michael Michael Montgomery songs that make such good pop remakes, you know? know. What you know right. what I mean? Like right. Boys well, to Men or whatever. Oh, you know? oh yeah, well, there's uh, so many of them. It seems like All for One did a bunch. There's we start calling them All for John, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever he does, we're going to do it. Right. We're going to cover right. it. Well, you know, that's that, that's the business side of things. They, they yeah, all that. But yeah, I mean, John is always you know had such an amazing ear and a great ear for songs, and yeah. he knows and. I mean, the times where I've co-produced on his stuff, it's so interesting because, I mean, he won't really get married to the demo, you know? And that, that that's why his his readings and his phrasings of those songs are so uniquely John. Yeah. And it, 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 it's a true artistry that he has in, yeah. in that way. Because, I mean, you know, you, you see him reading, you see him reading the lyrics as he's singing, you, yeah. you know? And it's like... This sounds like this guy, you know, his heart is just being it's ripped like he's been out. He's singing or, it for ex- years. Exactly. Yeah. And, wow. and it's really uncanny how he's able to, to do it. And, I mean, he really is a true, true um, artist. You know? Yeah, and, that's and, that's where the recording artist part comes yes, from. You yeah. can't just stick anybody in front of a microphone and expect right. magic to come out. Well, but there really and, is a... And, and, you know, there's people that are great singers that can sing the phone book, you, you, you know, and they, they get to the end of the song. And you're like, that's a great singer. What, what were they singing about? You know, or <laughs> oh, what yeah. was the emotion he was trying to convey? What were those lyrics, he, you know, were they just re- removed from it? Whereas John can just make you feel like, I mean, he's sitting there telling you this story. Yeah. That, that's how, no, no matter how corny, if it's beer and bones or if it's, you know, uh, no man's land or something like that. Yeah. You, know, you believe every word that man sings. You know, I have to admit something. Uh, I feel kind of guilty. When I first heard John Michael, Michael Montgomery come out at that time, I was a little, I was in Canyon and I was the band Canyon and I was a little jaded, I think. Hot nights. I thought, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought that because Garth had made such a huge splash, I thought that John Michael Montgomery, when I first saw his video and saw it come out, you know, uh, I think it was, um, the uh, what is it, the Sinker's, um, uh, what's that first song Life's, he had? Life's a Life's Dance. A dance. Yeah. yeah, I thought, oh, here's another Garth. He's just doing. Mm-hmm. It's just somebody that's 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 like trying to do the Garth thing. You know, he's trying to sound like Garth. He's got the cowboy hat. But then, as time went by, he yeah. made his own. You know, I, I was oh, yeah. had a different impression of him because yeah. he hung yeah. in there. Well, it's it, it's 
interesting too, because I mean, I know you know this, but you know, when you're at the beginning of your career, there's, you know, you really don't have a say. They're going to compare you, you to and, stuff. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're going to tell you what to do. They're going to say, you wear True. this, yeah. you, you yeah. sing this song, you do so this. So you think you maybe know? in the beginning, they might've told John Michael, Absolutely. look, Garth is the big yeah. thing right now. You need oh, sure. you to yeah. wear the cat. I mean, we need you to right. sing and like him. You could see it in, in the marketing too. Yeah. Like, uh, of, especially what was his second single? The, um, Victoria saw, uh, Love, love, love the way you love me. Yeah, that, right. That one. I mean, that video. It was. I mean, he had the big, you know, the hat like Garth, yeah, and it right. was like that. You could see they were really going yeah. for it. And then John just he had, but he had the goods. Yeah, he could deliver on his own. You, yeah. you know, and the songs, and and he had the pipes. And yeah, you know, absolutely. So he, yeah, he was. A, yeah, he, he was superstar. He hung man. in there. Where a lot <laughs> of other artists may have faltered, may have just had like an album or two, and mm-hmm. then the record label's like, ah, oh, you know, people aren't buying it. Yeah. Um, but he. He was able to yeah, keep it going. Yeah, like towards the end of that second album, I think those Garth comparisons just kind of went out the window. I agree, you, you, yeah. You know, because it was like, no, this guy is for real. He can sing. You know, these are great songs. You can't deny a great song and a great performance. It doesn't yeah. matter who's who it is. You, you know, it's just just the way it's when, when that magic happens. You yeah. Know, it, the people know it. It's authentic. Yeah. Well, cool. So I want to go back to the very beginning of when you – were younger and you started out like how, what was your did you ever have that epiphany of like when you were uh, say a teenager or something like that and then you started playing guitar or you played in front of people or something happened where you're like oh, I could do this for the rest of my life <laughs> you know did you have that moment or did it slowly occur well, well um I started playing ukulele when I was three but my, my mom was was a hula dancer and she she was a, a, in a traveling kind of show right and my dad played played in in the band, he was the ukulele. Guitar, he, no, he was the guitar player. Oh, I see. Because okay. I mean, if you think about that era, early seventies, you know, that was you know, it was still Elvis Blue, uh, yeah. Blue, yeah. Uh, Blue Hawaii was still right. the, the, the thing, you know. So they would have luau's, you know, they were everywhere on on the mainland, you know, and so that was kind of the circuit, so so to speak. That where did you grow up? Where, where, what town? Northern California. Oh wow! Okay, it's a place called uh, Pope Valley, which is up in that near North- San Fran. Or it's, it's, I was probably about two and a half, three hours from San Francisco, but in the Bay Area, I was at the bottom of the redwoods, up, up there, very rural place. I, I I tell this a lot. There were five kids in my graduating class from eighth grade. Thir- Thirty six really? kids in the whole kindergarten eighth grade school, wow. and I had to go twenty five miles to my high school, which there were. 30 something kids in my graduating class there. So it was a very rural life, you know, and I grew up that way. And always, my dad was from Arkansas. So we already had that tendency already. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, as, as far as an, an epiphany, I mean, I started playing guitar at 12 and there were just always instruments around. Ah, We always had it. My brother played drums and we, we had the big Lowry double decker, organ with the yeah. you know the, the, oh, the side drummer beat, the the thing. Yeah, oh yeah that, that was so i mean my house was filled with with that stuff so as did I you start up, out more as a drummer or a guitar player in the beginning like what would you would say your main i i really focused on the guitar um when i was 12 that 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 was when i started playing i mean that that was like my first my public debut and stuff was guitar and i became known as a guitar player but the drum kit was always there and then when i got the um to, um, the high school band, which a couple of the guys that were in that are still in Cash Creek. Is that right? Which wow. is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, Monty, the bass player, 
you know, um, he grew up out there too. I've known him since the fifth grade. Is that right? And Bla- Blaylock, our drummer, I knew since high school. So wow, I mean, it I was those same that. guys. Yeah, yeah. It's, I it, thought they were just Nashville guys. It's ridiculous. That you just put I mean, together. You know, yeah, no, we're we're pushing exile as far as longest <laughs> band together. <laughs> right? Yeah, with original members. <laughs> and all. Yeah. But um, so all, and we always practiced at my house because we were out in the woods or mm-hmm. no, no neighbors, and um, the stuff was always set up. So I mean, I put the earphones on and I'd, I'd put in you know the mr mr record or something oh, yeah, that, right. that came along and I, and I would play drums for hours because i just loved it you know yeah and of course all the restless heart stuff you know i mean that was just when yeah the, when, when they came out you know that was that was about the time so i was really starting to pay attention to drums the mid all. to late 80s and yeah, that kind of yeah, thing yeah yeah well aside from them dominating the mixes back then you know and the snare yeah. wars were all the I snares know, were right? just massive all that alabama stuff sure. like, i always tell people oh, that there gosh. was an era in the 80s where where the mix that you heard was, and it was kind of the late 70s, early 80s, was like the two main things you heard, if you were to do it in kind of a scale, mm-hmm. like up to high, would be the snare drum and the lead vocal. Absolutely. Those two and things. And they were fighting listen. for yeah. the lead all the exactly. time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no. so you heard the, and yeah. then everything else was kind of below Everything that, was right? just fitting underneath <laughs> it. That, that, that's Crazy, so man. true. That, that's so true. So, um, you know, I really gravitated towards that. And then, you know, I mean, that era of music too. I mean, you, that's when Toto Four came out. You know, right, and that yeah. Rosanna, the start of you're like, what? Is, why? Yeah. Why is this making me feel like this? You yeah. know. So I mean, the right. drums really focus. Um, my wife sent me a video the other day of songs that turned forty years old last year, and it was oh, like wow. Rosanna. Right. It yeah. was, and you're like forty years mm-hmm. ago, and they're still. It was like you know that was our era, and that music there was really almost you know peak i mean you yeah. hate to say it but right. i mean because they're still that's the real stuff that the kids are still learning today i mean you watch a darn kid on a t- tiktok play eruption you know he's yeah, right. eight years old that, that song was cut you know yeah. f- 40 years before he was born and, and i've heard he people make comments on stuff like that like what happened to this kind of music how come we don't have this anymore they're all focused on the early 80s and yeah, yeah. the 70s music and they're yeah. like kind of, i don't know i don't really have an answer for that i guess yeah. music got more disposable or it got where you had to turn around too quick yeah. they'd spent time on that stuff those guys you know so so uh, yeah so i my focus i really started noticing the the drums then but i mean at that same time mark knopfler um eddie van halen like we mentioned you know all those great guitar players too because yeah. still the guitar solo was king too you yeah know right I mean? in that stuff and and even over into the countryside of things like the the gary morris albums yeah that oh. ronnie Millsap stuff some Huge, of the guitar yeah. work on all that stuff was just incredible yeah and then of course you, you know i mean jeff with his signature licks and so they really spoke to me yeah. but the entire time as i was perfecting my guitar Every chance I got, I was back to yeah, play drums, smash on the drums. drums. Oh, I got ten yeah. minutes before my yeah. thing. I can go play drums. Yeah, yeah. So, but my major, I think, aha moment went when I was like, you know, I can really do this. I was going to um, San, uh, Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, and I was a business major mm-hmm. in, in in college, and I went and saw Purple Rain. And, and I was like... The movie Purple yeah, Rain. The yeah. movie Purple Rain. Yeah, wow. that's crazy. And, and I actually drove home that night. <laughs> from Thinking school. like, that's and, what I want to do for a living. And because yeah, well, the band that we had put together in high school, we were playing every weekend. I mean, I was making serious money for a 16, 17-year-old kid. You know, yeah, we right. were doing these gigs. Uh, my 
my mom was our manager. We, 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 we had the momager and my dad drove the bus and ran sand. Wow, you nice. know, so then it, it all stopped when I went away to school. So it, it didn't help that every weekend those guys are, come on, man, come back. You know? <laughs> and then I saw that movie and I was like, nah, you know, what, what am I doing? I'm not a businessman, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, so I drove home and I hadn't stopped playing since. Wow. Basically. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and so what you moved to Nashville in like 93, you said, mm-hmm. 92, 93? 92, 93. And did you have a gig when you first came here? Or was it one of those, like, well, I'm just going to see what happens? I did. We had a, I mean, our band regionally, we got to about where we could go. We were the big fish in the little pond. We, we actually charted a song on Billboard. You oh, know, really? Back then. I mean, it, which for a regional band. Was it band, Cash Creek or was that, that other? We, we were the, called um, Silver Creek. Then we were called Wild Card. Okay. It was, it was like. Same band, the, though, right? Same, just a different same, name. Same band, just, you know, the same, the same core of, see, uh, yeah. of guys. But, um, and then we actually started getting some some attention back here at um Arista Records mm-hmm. um a, a guy there named Steve Williams who he used to be a A&R guy I don't know if anybody has um A&R divisions in, in yeah. <laughs> more now but, it's just internet we're, we're, right but well, we came to town and did a showcase yeah. and um I basically stayed you, you yeah. know and 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 the guys went back and then we kind of now, had you been producing I, I before then, or did, did that yeah. when you kind of started? All of our stuff, you know, in California. You, you, you I, produced. I, you. I, How, I what made stuff. you, um, was it just your uh, quality of wanting the music to be right and being a guitar player and sort of a multifaceted musician? Is that what kind of drove you into producing? I think so. I, uh, um, I do know that um, my dad had a little four-track reel-to-reel thing, oh, and God. he used to like record himself and then sing harmony to it on the other track. And I thought that is the coolest thing. So, yeah. the first recording I made was uh, Third Rate Romance." Uh-huh. Uh, it was it was the amazing rhythm. I mean, you played the and drums I played everything and the guitar on it, and, and it was wow. like it, it it mesmerized me. I'm like, I can't believe I did all that. You, you, you know, and I was I was maybe 14 or 15 at, wow. at, at the time. We would have just, killed for a four track when I, my sister and I uh, played yeah, guitar and I played yeah, drums. Yeah. We would have killed for that. And I always often say, her and I talk today and talk about how, because my dad would always buy us motorcycles and things like that. We always mm-hmm. had dirt bikes and stuff like well, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I thought, if I could go back in a time machine, the one thing I would change, I don't regret very much, right. but the one thing I would change is I would beg my dad to <laughs> not buy a motorcycle, but get us a four track. Get, get us a record. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and then we started bouncing, you know, when I figured out the you know like okay i can take track one and two and bounce it to <laughs> three, and, three. Yeah. and of course by the time the you, noise you would get build to up. the end it was that was all you heard but it was like still wow i did all of that so yeah it's kind of always been the the progression you know yeah. as, as long as i've been playing music i've been recording yeah you know so it's it's just kind of i bet when pro tools came out you were like <gasps> yeah yeah it was because it, you could do all that without I, any yeah, tape noise I mean, or anything I remember when it was just an editing tool. Like right, yes. You would take your I'm, stuff in, uh, early off of nine, whatever. Late 80s, mm-hmm. late 80s, it was yeah, like... And, you, and then you'd bounce it over to, to, to the Pro yep. Tools, you'd correct it. As you, a stereo file or whatever. send it back yeah. to tape. You, yeah, you know, so, that's right. And, and then when they decided, you know, well, we're going to go all We could do multi-track yeah, with yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it just, through all of that progression too. But yeah, and, and it... It's and really, then it became affordable. Like sure. you could for... Well, uh, a few hundred dollars. The know. ADATs really yeah. changed everything. That's like, yeah, you know, we can, and because like when Alanis Morissette did Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. I mean, that was re- recorded that was on, all the, on, ADAT? on the blackface ADATs. And it's like, okay, we can make multi-platinum albums on this at our homes. You, you know, it, it, yeah. it kind of, and the whole mind thing, you know, the yeah. whole 
culture kind of shifted yeah, to, that's to true, that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's why you can drive down Music Row today and see nothing but condos. There's no, you know, I mean, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. But I mean, it used to be, you had to, you had to go there to get that. You yeah. Know? And now, right. now you can do it in your living room. Yeah. But, but, um, yeah. I've, but now, the music hadn't really necessarily gotten much better, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's not that weird. Well, well how? I've, I've always said since the advent of Pro Tools, it's like the better I got at Pro Tools, the worse of a musician I got. <laughs> or yeah, because it's so it's at your fingertips, right? right Whereas right. before, well, well, you, you know, ha- um, happiness is a mouse click away. You, you know, that, yeah, that's what right. they said because like where you would have to go and you have to sit there and grind and grind yeah, and get yeah. that solo or or push yourself. Like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll Maybe there was that. something about the, the in the seventies when you had to have a lot of money and you were on the time crunch and you had to go in the studio and pay thousands of dollars mm. for an engineer in the studio yeah. you were under more pressure so maybe the, the the pressure to make better music was there or something yeah i don't know i don't, I, I don't know but it was definitely a cultural shift yeah. and, and and like well you know of course we don't have the dexterity or or you know that we had at 18 but i mean right. i'm i'm I, I'm joking when I say because I'm more of a musician now. Where it's like yeah. now I can play a song or I can play an emotion or I can yeah. speak more instead of just blaze or, yeah, or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> instead of just licks, you know, yeah, tasty. It's, it's more. You're yeah. more serve. Yeah. Serve the song. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, but so you just you've kind of always been a producer, I guess, from teenage all the way up, yeah. you know. And so yeah, when things like Pro Tools and stuff like that came along, and it was just a a natural you just yeah. kind of started doing that more and i i have to say your productions ever since i started doing videos for mm-hmm. you guys for cash creek listening to and even the other stuff that you produced for um what was the girl's name that um that was the the, the grand niece of uh the everly oh, brooke. brothers brooke yeah brooke, brooke morton. morton yeah when you yeah. first played me mm-hmm. that music mm-hmm. i thought boy this sounds like something like mutt lang produced. oh my I, gosh you, you could not have said anything <laughs> nicer to me I, i've always thought that and then in, when uh you would play me some of the cash creek stuff or jody medford which i did video for jody right. you know the um, which by the way do you see it's got 800 million tiktok views yeah but you know what's weird about that <laughs> i saw that but he went in and redid that video i swear to god really? i saw i looked up uh uh, it's called. So for those who don't know, I directed a video for a guy named Jody Medford that that you know Chemo mm-hmm. produced, and you sang on it too. It's like yeah. two vocals, kind of yeah, like it was uh, jo- Jody Medford and Cash Creek. Yeah, Jody Medford is the bass yeah. singer. He sings real low like That's that. Jody. And you're the high singer, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a little bit of like mm-hmm. um, Montgomery Gentry yes. type thing, you know. Yes. But uh, it was called Moonshine, and we went down to North Carolina and shot this video and everything. And so what I was going to say is I was, I looked up moonshine and I saw a whole nother video that he went in, I guess, and redid or something. Cause it has the girls in the bar with the moonshine and the, yeah. and the people, it was almost the same storyline, but they re shot it. I don't know if it was for mm. like legal reasons. Like certain people said, I know, don't know, but I did see something where he said he's re-releasing it as a single in Europe. Oh, it, it's, maybe that's it's that one. Yeah. It's the one that we did. Yeah. Oh, so, the, um, the video. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and but it's song, like so. the same song, but it has different visuals in it. I swear, but Wacky. it's a moonshine video, uh, like take two or something. You Wacky, know? Yeah. <laughs> <It was weird. laughs> but um, but yeah, when I first heard that, I was just like, just the 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 production and the vocals and everything on it was just so mutt langish, you know. Well, I sure and appreciate that. When buddy, you said yeah. you produced it, I thought, wow. And then I, I was like, well, who played drums on it? And you're like, well, I did. <laughs> and I was like, you, well, you, you, you played it, what, guitar? Yeah, everything, pretty much. Guitar, bass, <laughs> vocal, everything but the lead, half the lead vocal and whatever. Oh, you know? uh, well, you know, I always humble myself and 
present some full humility with, you know, in in an empty head you can fill with a lot of useless information like how to play all this stuff, you know, so well, blah, you're blah, really blah. good. And I think you you've mastered pardon the pun, but you've mastered pro tools enough to where you know, with all the plugins and stuff like that. And I sure, I know that's what, where Mutt Lang was coming from is all the technical things that you need to know about frequencies and all that sure, stuff. He yeah, is like yeah. a college professor when it comes to that. I'll stuff. tell you though, it, it, it's time in, I, I mean, it, it's like, you know, if you put, if you find a passion and, and you put the amount of energy into, I mean, no matter what it is, if it's masonry, if it's woodwork, you know, you're going to get better at it yeah, no matter what is it. And I mean, and the hours and the days and the years and the decades that I have put into that. Yeah. If I'm not very good, I've wasted my life. You know, you know I mean, I'm, I'm just, just being honest. Just because, by default, because, you, you have yeah. to be a master at it because right. you put so many hours <laughs> exactly. into it. Just exactly. By now. It's, it's like, you know, I mean, and, and you have to, you have to know it. That is like, I should be good at this. You know, let's move past that. Yeah. Let's, let's and get a job done. from past mistakes. And so when you go into a new project, you're like, okay, I won't do that this time. I'll start out doing this and I'll 100%, set it up this way. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, um, nowadays I lean on my wife a lot for that final listen. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's like, okay, now listen to this and tell me, you know, be, be, because I mean, when, when you start a song so far from the, from, from the ground up, you know, each part individually. Mm-hmm. And so you hear it every time. And it's like, if there's a cool little banjo lick or, or, or something, you know, I'm going to hear it. And then I'm almost not going to be objective by the time I get to the mix. Right. So I'll mix it to where I, I think this and she'll say, well, you know, this here and this here, it at least... And I'm not saying this because she's sitting over there, but at least 95 percent of the time, I will agree with, with yeah. what she says. It's like she's okay. like that objective opinion, exactly. Of like, you know, that, exactly yeah. that other fresh set of ears that is not wore out on the song already. Yeah. So, um, it, it, so if you're looking at a painting that you painted, you're going to know every brushstroke in there. But if you show it to somebody else, they're going to see it from a different absolutely. Light, you know? a- a- yeah, absolutely. Get and, and then to humble yourself un- enough to know. Gosh darn it! She's right. She's right. <laughs> you know, and and the but again, the end result. It's the goal. We yeah. want this song to be as good as it can possibly be. We want this artist to be represented in the best light possible. Yeah. You, you know. So I mean, it's just the time in. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you remember in the in the nineties on those demo sessions and stuff. You know, there'd be a chart come in front of you. Play, play a remember next chart. Remember, remember. You know, because yeah. those those publishing companies would try to do like you know thirty songs in a. Sure. Three hour block, it's investment you know? capital. Exactly. They're paying money. So, so to, there's yeah. no time for any of that, you know. But you're just making demos, and, and it's yeah. just going out, and it's going to the artist, and they're hearing it. But I mean, now we're taking the time. We're making records now, yeah, you, right. you know. So it's it's a whole different mindset, and to be open to, I mean, to to know your craft enough to get what you want, and then to be open up to the part to go that's actually better, you you know, and then make that adjustment. What I like about playing with Lone Star in the studio is that we, we all are so open-minded when we go in there that like Michael, our guitar player will tell me something. Hey, what if you did this without the hi-hat or what if you did this completely away? I wouldn't think of doing it and I do it and it ends up being incredible and and, that, or someone it, yeah. may tell him hey yeah. don't play that on that chorus just lay out on that or play this other part or play up higher and the way we kind of keep our open minds it's just well like, you're all set stellar musicians all already and so i mean to, to that fact you're musical you're not just like i'm the drummer i'm gonna play the drums how i want to drum you know you're you're open enough and and you, when somebody else has an idea like you said that that's better 
hey, you're right, you know, and it works to the better of the song. Yeah. Michael is an amazing player. Of course, the Jew, Jews' vocals are second to none, um, you, you know, and the, the whole is, is Robbie still playing bass for, uh-huh, for y'all yeah. too? Gosh, that guy, man. Yeah, yeah. he's 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 pretty yeah. Amazing. We I, I love it the times that we just jam and play without any click track or without anything, mm-hmm. and we just like an acoustic show where we sit mm-hmm. up there and play, and it's mm-hmm. just like right off the top of our heads. It, nothing shows talent more than just raw. Just get up there and play as a band and yeah. gel together and groove together and all that. You know, yeah, that's the magic. No cheating. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And you guys have been doing this so long. I mean. Yeah, you, we. You know what the next? You know, yeah. I know what he's going to do here. I'm, I'm going to support that. You, yeah. you know, or, or I'm going to lead him into it. Yeah. You, you know, you know I heard an cool. interview with the uh, the drummer with uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and he was saying one time, he says, "There's nobody in the world that knows more than me how to be the drummer of Earth, Wind, and Fire." He goes, "That's what I do, and that's who I am, and that, and nobody can do that like I do it." And it's so true. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. that way about Lone Star. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm whatever I play with Lone Star is is just that's what I do and that's what makes the Lone Star that part of the Lone Star sound you know yeah well you, you've got that feel too that you, you know once you're familiar with that's Keats you know that you yeah. can hear you, you know it, 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 and it's you know wherever you put stuff or, or the way you lead into something or, or ha- how it is, but there's, there are definite si- signatures that there's you keychisms. do. There's keychisms. <laughs> exactly. But I love it when we're doing something in the studio or whatever, and I'll ask for guidance. I'll say something like, what, how do you, you guys hear this? And, and they would just look at me and go, you just, just be, just do what you feel. And if it sounds weird, we'll let you know or whatever, but you just, that's what you're here for. You, right, know, you just do what you do. Yeah. You know? Do what you do. I love yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we were doing a thing uh, just before COVID with, um, it was, it was kind of a thing for the military and they had Vinny Caliuta was playing drums and that Dan Man. Huff was playing guitar. Oh my God. And they had, it was just an all-star cast. They couldn't do no Toto better than playing that, bass. <laughs> and yeah, I was crazy. And um, G- um, Jimmy Nichols was producing and all that, oh, you know. And uh, Vinny was in there and he said, hey, I was just like a fly on the wall, just listening to all this, you know. And uh, Vinny said something like, hey, Jimmy, uh, what do you, how do you want this to go? How do you hear it? And then Jimmy was just like, hey, you, you're Vinny. I know. You're Vinny Cayuta. You just do what, you yeah, just, right. that's why you're here. That's you why know? you're here, yeah. Because you're Vinny. You just do Vinny, you know. <laughs> it was so great. Well, what, I mean, what, what a testament too, because I mean, he is definitely a, a master, you know, one of the top five of all time yeah. and to be, Hey, what do you want here? Yeah. You, you know, how do you hear it? You, yeah. That's you're here. to do that. That's, we don't, we, how could I tell you what to play? You're you know, I, I get that same stuff with, um, Gordon Moat Cause I'll send him studio stuff, you, you, you know, or session stuff where he'll overdub, you, you know, and he'll say, well, what are you hearing here? I said, I can play what I'm hearing. I want to know what Gordon's going to play. That's why yeah. I sent it to you. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so I always wondered how someone like Gordon Moat, who Gordon Moat is a blind p- uh, piano player, amazing piano player, plays with so much feel, but how a person like that, ha- you have to be able to see a chart or know what the song, yeah, he is he just, doesn't. he just gives it a listen, the demo mm-hmm. or whatever. You just kind of explain yep. what it is and he yep. has a mental map of it and can just play it. He sure does. I, I mean, it's it's a gift from God um, for him. He said it was like when he was three years old. You know, he just sat down the piano and played a melody, and, and they're yeah. like, "What the heck?" You know, what I mean. And it's so interesting because to watch him play, his his style. I mean, like his mm-hmm. left hand is different. You know. And, oh yeah, and, right. It, 
And a lot of times he'll take that hand off and start snapping his finger and doing this. Oh, wow. And yeah. people, you know, it, it looks like, <laughs> what a show off. You know, he doesn't wow. know what it looks like. You know, it's, yeah. he's just keeping time, you know. But he is, it, you know, one of the top. I mean, he's played on over 100 number one yeah. singles. And I don't know, know if you've I mean, heard the story, well, I'm sure you have, about that he is, he has this ability of, and I think I mentioned this one other time in my podcast with somebody else, uh, that he has the ability to, when he listens to a song on the radio, like on the radio with mm-hmm. mixed and with all the compression and stuff like that, he can hear a piano or drums or whatever mm-hmm. and tell you who was playing it, yep. what studio it was, what mm-hmm. room it was in, yeah, yeah. by the sound of the mm-hmm. ambient sound of the piano or the instrument itself. Yeah, he's he, he's uniquely gifted and um this one of the sweetest men yeah. on the planet you know i mean i i love i have so much love for, for him it's just it's just crazy he makes you he makes you yeah want to be better he's great i yeah. went one day in the studio he was playing on one of our albums and i um he was doing some piano overdubs or something and i brought him a cup of coffee because i knew he really liked like the mm-hmm. french press and oh, like yeah. he was a big yeah. coffee nut and uh, i brought him a cup of coffee and he was so pleased he said keach I thank you so much. He goes, you just made the Christmas card list. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I haven't gotten a Christmas card yeah, yet. You haven't got one yet. Yeah, that, that's right. You know, that's why he's on the podcast either, Gordon. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I would love to have Gordon on oh, my yeah. podcast. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. But um, so what's next for you? Are you going to Alabama busy getting out there and doing it this yeah, spring? Yeah, we are. Um, we're actually, um, we're doing the country music cruise this next week. Oh wow! With uh, Randy, it's it's it, it's it's a Randy solo gig. But oh, it, but he does. I didn't know he did solo gigs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What yeah. does he do? Different songs, or do he just do Alabama stuff? Oh, so it's the Alabama stuff. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's basically the same. Except I'm I'm playing bass on it. It's, what it's, don't uh, you play? Come on, man. <laughs> but it's it's like you know. I was looking at that as my sentence. It's like okay, I'm gonna have to play. I'm gonna have to play bass on this. But you know, oh, the pace You're pretty good. You're busted down so. the bass on this. <laughs> Yeah, I always but, make uh, fun of our bass player when he ever makes a mistake. I'm like, oh, you only have four strings to play, and you only have to play one you only at a time. Play one note, yeah, I know. You ain't Jocko. You don't got to worry about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then we, at February thirteenth uh, or fifteenth, is we're playing San Antonio Rodeo, and it's right around it's back Day. to it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's like the the roll on to North America is, is, is what it's called. Yeah. We used to do this Alabama medley in our uh, encore that we used wow. to do on stage yeah. uh, every night back years a couple a few years ago it's been about eight seven eight years ago we used to do an alabama well actually sorry we did an alabama eagles medley oh, believe boy. it or not Come because on. where <laughs> we were coming from was like our two bands that us collectively as a band had, that inspired us were alabama and the eagles yeah. both vocal groups and that kind of thing and um huge successful bands and so we did a whole Alabama we did an Alabama song and we do an Eagles song yeah. and we do an Alabama song and, Eagles, and it ended with Roll On yeah, roll that's on, so roll. cool you, you know it, it's so interesting that you mentioned those two bands because I mean that is pretty much across the board you know what yeah. I mean because like, you you talk to the the uh, the uh, the the front man guys you know with yeah. Restless Heart and Little Texas and everybody they are just you know they always point to those two bands right, and it's yeah. like what uh, I don't even think that the Eagles in Alabama I know Alabama doesn't recognize their place in culture and yeah. in history sure. you, you know it's like I mean because I mean 
I don't think you could grasp that. You, yeah. you know, it's like, do you realize, I mean, L- Lone Star, I mean, all the people that came after are yeah. because of you. Right. You know, you exactly. kicked open the door and showed that bands, yes, they can be viable in the genre and yeah. they can do this. And of course, you know, Teddy's biggest inspiration is the Eagles. I right. mean, he, he looks at the Eagles every time he goes, that's what, you know, and he, the music means so much to him. And, and he sees them and their flawless performances all the time. Yeah. That's how he wants ours. He, 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 you know, and, and it's it, it's just so interesting to to, to see that and, yeah. and to know. And to know the people involved don't realize. I mean, yeah. I, I think maybe on some level they can say, yeah, you, you know, we probably – probably had something to do you, you know jeff's biggest idols were the beatles i mean yeah, he looked right. at them you, you know and, and and just the fact that they had given so many of us a career and and purpose and direction in inspiration life. yeah inspiration right. yeah, yeah i mean when i first heard that alabama stuff it i mean it was over you know yeah. it was like oh my gosh and then restless heart after you know after alabama and then you know yeah. it's just it just went on on da- down the list and you can yeah. see how it just continues to roll and the inspiration that each generation gets yeah. from that but it always starts somewhere right. and those guys were the it's you know, I always tell people that there was a time in country music and music in general, but especially country music, when you would hear a song on the radio and you knew immediately who it was. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can really say that now too much. You know, I there's agree. certain artists like I think Zach Brown or something like that. Mm-hmm. They have a certain style and a certain their own thing. But it seems like country music is kind of gotten into the same sort of sound the, mm-hmm. the, the popular that sort of the slow beat that yeah. 90 beats per minute you or whatever bet. and the, and the same kind of lyrics mm-hmm. type thing mm-hmm. you know daisy dukes and sure. tailgates sure. and gravel yeah. road and all that but back then you know you had people like alabama uh mm-hmm. you had um dolly parton you had reba mcintyre and when you first heard their voice on the radio it was like oh, oh that's, absolutely. that's reba right yeah just or that's that, charlie daniels or whatever unique singular yeah. sound but i mean what the um homogenizing of today's music yeah. has done you it's created a real strong underground i mean where the the people that you know i mean that are really like you look at these um festivals yeah right. and you'll see like zach bryan as the headliner or tyler childers as the and then you'll see way down like in yeah, the afternoon the like person <laughs> the person well or the person that has the number one song this week right you know it's like crazy? the hot right now is like because they can't sell tickets yeah. because like you said they don't have an uh an the internet presence or the downloads yeah, yeah, or whatever or, that, it or is. that somebody c- can say I know who that is. I want to go see them, you know, but yeah, it's, it's been weird how this whole thing is happening. It's like, I mean, we're, we're still, you know, I mean, we're 10, 15, 20 years into this adjustment with the yeah. new, the new, the new model with the new Napster. Yeah. I mean, the, all of that stuff. And I think we're still figuring it out and seeing where everything lands, you know, as the labels are still trying to get in and control Spotify and all that yeah, stuff, right. you know, they're yeah. still, they're, they're just grasping as far as, as, as they can. But you know, the, the, the real music science do, I think Lone Star fans are always going to be Lone Star fans. Mm-hmm. You know, they love those songs. It's a sound, you know, those are the ones that, play in the background all the time for me they just love you guys and they always will you, you know and yeah. and that and you know maybe the, that'll happen with some of these new people that nashville props up as being the next one but it seems it's these outside acts that are yeah. really the ones that nashville shuns it seems like they're the ones that yeah. are really catching fire with with the yeah. next generation we've opened up for recently for a couple of artists that i never heard their name before and they just uh, like have huge following they're on, the headline like, right yeah, yeah tiktok yeah. or something like that yeah it's crazy it's a crazy it's, it's a like crazy they're times. number one on tiktok right now on what yeah <laughs> what's that <laughs> they're playing hip-hop what yeah. 
Hey, that's good. I like that. It's a new country uh, platform. Hick, hick hop. That's good. So what's new for production for you, for producing? Any new projects are got going? Well, all my artists that I have on my label, the CCB Nashville, we're all going to be releasing albums this mm-hmm. this year. And um, I've got a couple of new, new acts, too, that are also c- coming out. But... If you go to ccbnashville.com. Is that the, a label or is that just a production? <laughs> it's, it's my it's my production label publishing. What does that stand it, for, CCB? All, well, Cass Creek Band. Of course, Cass Creek Band. But but it's it's removed for, for, from that because the band is also an artist on the label. Yeah, right. Okay. But I mean, you know, that, that's why it's funny because I was kind of, you know, given the down the road to the new technology, but it's the new technology that makes this possible. You, you know, where we can like, um, Megan Mullins Owen can come in, you know, we can do a record and we can put it out and it can be on Spotify and you can go download it directly to wow, consumer, cool. you, you know? So it, it, it's a, it's, it's pretty exciting. I mean, I'm really wanting to, to grow this and all of this stuff really leans nineties ish. It leans that era because that's what I am. You know, that's, yeah. that's what I hear. That's what I try to put forward. So all those productions, that's our big goal this year. Is so to really I have another question. Out. When are we going to do another cash Creek video? <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's funny that you mentioned that Keats. It'll be soon. Yeah. It'll be cool. soon. I mean, we've got a really good record coming up and, and it's, it's, um, I mean, we've, taken all of our because this last year we had a ccb nashville new music fridays and oh, wow. i released a new single every month from one of my artists every week you know oh, so cool. so at the end of the year we have an album so we're basically going to compile it and then promote it and um yeah there will be video all right there good. will be I'm ready <laughs> my camera's charged ready oh, to go oh man yeah I always have such fun doing videos with you guys you man know? i mean you've got such, such a great idea your whole idea on the even angels have bad days one. Oh yeah that, that was, was just i mean such a great treatment too i, I mean okay. and then even with uh one and only weakness with the whole firefighter aspect of it. i mean this is left field stuff I know, you know isn't that like, crazy? how do you come up with this stuff and they just make great videos it's like I, I think you're gifted into where you hear a song and you make a movie of it in your mind. Yeah. And, and it's, but the thing I love about it, it's, it's like, Oh, it fits the song, but it's not the default one. Right. It's not the one you instant. Like it's just a retelling of the lyric. But yeah. Basically, right. A different you know, interpretation exactly, or a personal interpretation. Exactly. You, you are writing a story. I mean that, yeah. that I thought that was cool when we did the, the, uh, the um the one you just mentioned with the firefighter thing yeah I can't my, one the name of we- it, my one and only weakness. my one and only weakness yeah. we had contacted the local fire department here near Jolton or whatever sure enough and uh and they were they agreed yeah you can come and shoot inside the thing and that's fine and everything and, and yeah. I even kind of would push a little further and say is, is there any way we could is do you have like an old car or something we could catch on fire oh yeah yeah we got yeah, a training yeah. facility right yeah. around the corner really yeah they, yeah, they set yeah. a van on fire yeah. for just when do you when do you want to do it and I, uh tonight uh, okay sure um <laughs> did you need this thing or that I was just like totally like a red carpet. Oh, see, and we yeah, got that yeah. actor. Um, I guess he was from California or something. Yeah, to yeah. put a little dirt on his face and oh, yeah, put the yeah. fireman outfit on. Yeah. Brought mm-hmm. the fire truck out there. I mean, it looked yeah. like there was sort of like a real. It was real fire. It wasn't like After Effects no. or anything like no, that. No, that's it was amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm so so proud, uh, you know, of of that video and to be involved in it. And and the know. girl's name that that was Kaylee. the act, the, the Kaylee Kaylee yeah. Star. Yeah, Star. she's mm-hmm. a singer too, right? Yes, she is. Yeah. Great. Her, that was fun. Her album is also available on Spotify. Uh, on Spotify, CCB. <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah. um, 
so you're back at it with Alabama. It's, you're not going to be with uh, John Michael this no. year because you're too busy with Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it great. Was, it, it just it just got to the point where it was like you know John was beyond patient. I mean he he I subbed out for two years. Yeah, two years until you know it's like you know it's like you know and it boils down to you know you're my second choice and it, mm-hmm. it's he doesn't he doesn't deserve that you know and he's yeah. he's always been such a champion for me such a great guy I mean he I mean. Well, I, I almost said something that I wasn't supposed to, but but I mean, <laughs> he is just a great guy, and the yeah. things that he has done for me in 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 my career, and we got a great guy that's um, Sean Mitchell from North Carolina. It's his first national act, oh, right, you know, yeah. and he is he is over the moon. He's a great player. Well, man, great talking to you, and you um, too, brother. Man, uh, we'll a, hopefully do some shows out there with you guys. Absolutely, uh, wouldn't it be great? Lone Star in Alabama. Oh, it's like it, doing it the should big tour. Be. Yeah, it should be. I mean, I mean what I mean, better legacy to yeah. have Alabama, and then we came along much later after, you know, with big hits and stuff. And yeah, oh, yeah, man, that would be a blast. Yeah, I, you got to talk to your people. I, I, <laughs> I'll talk to my people. I'll do what we I have can. I, I think you have a little more sway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, well, cool. Well, we'll look for you guys. Say, down the road say, and, say hi to all those guys out there will, for me man. too. Gosh dang it! I mean. You know, um, I, I'm I'm actually editing the um, the the show that Drew came and did with us at the the Cash Creek Club. Live. I remember that. Yeah, that, that that we did. Yeah, I mean, well, cool. I was able to. I mean, I did the one for um, whatever comes first. Yeah, but I mean, I'm gonna have the whole show done done here. You know, I was trying to get it be, done before the cruise, but things. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But it's it's great that guy. That guy. He's man. great, man. Everybody loves Drew. Everybody oh, loves him. Everybody I talked to is like, oh, Drew, man. Yeah. He's, he's I love so dang lovable. It's, it, you know, I saw when they first came to showcase as the Suns mm-hmm. over at 12th and Porter, I, I, I believe it, it was. And Sons was of like, the Desert. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, these guys are good. But it, it was funny because he sang a lot more like Eddie Vedder then, you know, because Pearl Jam had just happened. Oh, right. So okay. he kind of yeah, right. had a little bit of that going on. <laughs> so then when the album came out, I saw, yeah, I guess they pulled it out of him or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, he's he's just, he's just one of those guys that gifted whatever comes out of his mouth is just right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of those things. He's just got that talent, mm-hmm. and and if and if he can't, if it's not going to be right, it won't come out of his mouth. You know, it's just like one of those mm-hmm. that just sings yeah. perfect all the time. Yeah, just it's amazing. Rah. Yeah, I know. How do you do that? <laughs> Dirt he goes, well, I just don't sing anything that I think might sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, thanks again, man. Absolutely, and, uh, it's been Keith Rainwater and Chemo Forest here with uh, Cash Creek. John Michael Montgomery and Alabama <laughs> and whoever else you've decided to play for. Hey, watch out. I'm, I'm trying to get that Lone Star gig, you know. <laughs> well, we'll see you next time. See you out on the road. Have fun on your cruise, too. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. Sir. Bon voyage. <laughs>